Hello, and welcome to a very special, um, I can't remember what it's called, it's too early, Social Dad Podcast, there we go. Um, it's special because I'm in the Las Vegas airport, and I'm stuck. Um, I'm waiting for my plane. I was supposed to be on a very early flight from Las Vegas back to Vancouver, but uh, the itinerary changed, and then I was rebooked onto one for this afternoon, and then I realised I don't have my PR card, my permanent residency card, so I'm going to have to drive across the border. So I'm taking a um, an Alaska Airline flight to Seattle, home to rent a car, and then drive across, so I can go home inside for my daughter's uh, nap to finish. So I can go and greet her because it's been a few days. I've been in Vegas for CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, which has been tremendously interesting. Lots of, um, the trends seem to be, you know, big TVs as always, they, a lot of brands like LG release their 8K TV, which are huge, but you still can't get uh, 4K Netflix, um, and if you had it on YouTube it would take too long to uh, broadcast and, and you'd need too much bandwidth, which most people just don't have, so 8K TV, while great, there's nothing to show on it really apart from demo reels so it's it's interesting to see what you can do but unless there's real world applications it's, it's, I'm not that thrilled with it the one thing that was really really cool was a flying taxi an, an auto driving like a, a driverless flying auto taxi it fit I think it fit about 6 to 8 people in it the main chassis the body of the the vehicle looked kind of like a helicopter, but it was a bit stretched. And then it had four propellers that were flat, on uh, two on each side, kind of like wheels that had gone up to the ceiling onto side um, wings, and they were massive. And it was really cool. Uh, and and it was made by I think the company was called Bell, and the they partnered with Uber, who I believe are making a helipad, at least a test helipad in Texas. Um, as we speak, so so that's going to be really interesting. Again, it's all sort of future thinking, but to see one in the flesh was really really cool, and it was, it was big. Um, a lot of in-car technology as well, a lot of screens, a lot of backup cameras and 360 cameras and things. It's it's more advancements on what we already have. Um, there's a, there's a cool rearview mirror that converted from the mirror into a full screen. So you could see really wide. Uh, I think it was more. It's really like a 180 view view angle. So you can really see who's coming up behind you. And that was really cool. There's in a lot of Ford cars. There's some Ford Broncos and um, there's a Chevy Tahoe with it in. That, and that looked really cool. There's a bit of a beast. Uh, Tule boxes had. Um, they had a, a rooftop box for your car that there's a sliding out awning so if you're camping you don't need a separate rain cover or sun cover it it converts so ne- if you want to sit next to your car you can have the, the cover as well as the, the added storage that a Thule box provides that looked really cool and that was on top of a Volvo looked like an all wheel drive SUV, um, not SUV like an all wheel drive not truck, I suppose it's an SUV it, it looked really nice, I'm not sure of the model but it was like rugged huge tyres look very cool. Um, a lot of people had electric scooters and electric 
um, folding up bicycles, and I think that's another thing, is that the, the main themes of CES this year were fitness, so smart watches, um, fitness trackers, watches to help you breathe and monitor your vital signs, um, especially since the Apple Watch released their um, e, uh, electronic cardiograms, so that people can really get an in-depth um, look and um, get more understanding about their own health and what, what their heart's doing and how they're breathing and everything else. So that was a big theme, a lot of different types of watches, um, and electric scooters, electric personal vehicles, um, which I think was, was probably based on the, or at least sort of um, influenced by the success of the rideshare scooters in San Francisco and a couple of other cities, probably Austin. Um, and uh, and yeah, so, so they were selling a lot, or well, they were promoting them a lot rather, because I don't think you can actually sell anything at CES. And they had all sorts of lights and rechargeable, and they go like a decent speed. So people are, are looking to move away from car transport and public transport and, and just zip around town, and they want a cool-looking solution. And they were they were there to provide it. They had a lot of different options, and they weren't that expensive. And over wholesale, they were about $150. If you you know if you're going to buy like a hundred or a thousand of them, but um, individually they're about $200. So. If you buy them direct from the retailers, you can you can make a little you can you can get a bargain. But if you're gonna get it through another shop, then you'll probably have to pay. I would I would imagine double. Uh, it just depends on where you get it from. But it, they were cool, like really cool. Uh, what else? There was there was a lot of walking and a lot of people. I think the first day I walked about 20, 28,000 steps, according to my phone. The second day was about the same. Um, Day three, I'm here at the airport, not really moving, waiting for things to open so I can grab a coffee and a, maybe a breakfast before I have my long day of flights and driving and talking to the border people and hopefully they don't ask where my PR card is because in my drawer at home, I'm sorry, I forgot it. When I was at the airport in YVR, they said you don't need it, so I didn't bother. Um, yeah, dad life has been, you know, to, to go off a bit, dad life has been, um, it's been busy, we've had some um, big setbacks in our IVF journey, um, some sad news as well, which I won't go too much into, but it was, we don't know if this is the end of the road or not, uh, we, we thought we were making progress, but, but no, um, so, we're, so we're not sure what's happening with that moat. My daughter, who's now three, she turned three in December, is a handful, but an absolute joy. Um, at least a joy for me. I'm, I'm at work all day, but <laughs> I'm sure my wife has her work cut out for her. I'm, I'm lucky that my wife is at home with her all the time. Um, oh, look, there's people getting off the, the plane that I think I'm going to get on. Wow, there's, a, there's a lady with vibrant neon yellowy green hair. I wonder if she lives in Vegas. Probably. Maybe she's in or something. Um, yeah, so, anyway, back to, back to Vegas. There was, I think, about 30,000 people this time, um, which is a lot. All the buses, all the Ubers, 
all the taxis, all the monorails, everything was super jam-packed. I mean, it's good that there's a lot of people, so there's a lot of interest, and it's not open to consumers, it's industry and media from all over the world. So it was really, really cool just to hear what everyone's excited about. Um, oh, and I went to the Google exhibit, which was, they had their own like mini, uh, building, really, installation. It was huge. And you could go inside, you lined up, and then you, you it's called the Google Ride. So you go in, and I actually put it on my YouTube channel so you can take a look. Um, just look at Social Dad on YouTube. And so you go in through these doors, and they set the story with these huge, uh, not animatronic, but huge, sort of ca very cartoon looking characters. So I'll start with the dad. And you go in, and you're just, you're all in a room where this must be 15 foot cartoon looking model of a man who's asleep, and you can hear snoring. And then you, you see an animation of his wife saying, Hey, honey, I'm going on my work trip. Uh, don't forget to buy the grandma's birthday present or birthday cake. And so you go through more doors, and then you get on a little roller coaster ride that takes you around his day. And it shows you all the way that the Google Home can assist you or assist him in his day and his busy things and directions and ordering cakes and picking it up and reminders and um, doorbells that show that grandma's arrived and everything else. It's, it's really, it was, it was really cool and interactive. And then at the end, everyone gets a promo code for a free Google Home Hub, um, which is really cool. So that's the one with the screen. It doesn't have a camera in it. But it can play YouTube. It can. Um, it's like Google Assistant on your phone, um, but in in a stationary spot in your home or your office or your desk or something. Um, so it can play YouTube videos. It shows you the weather. It shows you uh, the words coming up as you ask, "Hey Google, um, you know how many? How long is it going to take me to get to the airport?" Um, it's really cool. So it was super nice of them to be giving them away. And of course, once you get one Google device in your home, then you're kind of plugged into the ecosystem. So I have a Google Home Mini. Well, I bought a Google Home Mini after having an Alexa Dot and didn't really like it because it didn't really do enough. Um, so I bought one when it was on sale, and I think it was Black Friday for $35. And then I loved it so much I bought two more because they're just so good and I have them all in different rooms and now we'll have the Home Hub. and be pretty connected. I just need to get a smart doorbell and a smart uh, brain that can talk, probably. And um, and then yeah, I'll be pretty sorted. Um, yeah. And then they had a Google also had a, a huge gumball machine where you line up for about an hour because it's so popular. And then you put in a big coin, and they had uh, a few Google um, staff there who were amazing at hyping up the crowd and saying yeah what are we gonna do I mean so you put in a big coin like a, a, a pretend one that's sort of I don't know a foot wide into the gumball machine and then uh, you ask Google a question and then it gives you the answer and then down comes the gumball into the big metal opening that you like a big version of the, a normal gumball machine and then you open it and then they were giving away nest cameras 
and Starbucks cards and Google Home minis and Home Hubs and all sorts of things. Um, I got a, a beanie or a toque and said, hey, Google on it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. I'll give it to my daughter. Um, I was kind of hoping for a Nest Cam. I thought that would be really handy and useful, but whatever, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, so, but it was, it was a lot of fun and they really ramped you up and it got you excited. Oh, another Southwest Airline plane just took off. They look amazing when they take off. Um, I'm not sure how the audio quality is on there, so hopefully you can't hear too much of the background music. I think it's... It's not Backstreet Boys, it's the one with Nick Lachey in it. 911? Is that it? I don't know. My wife would know. She loves it. Ah, thank you, coffee. I'm so glad I have some. Um, yeah, so that was CES in a nutshell. I mean, there was a lot of after parties that were mingling and people trying to sell you stuff and people talking as they were. It was, it was intense. Um, I'm glad I've got a chance to sit down now. I would rather be just flying home and just arriving home much sooner than I, than I am right now. But what can you do? Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm in the Las Vegas airport. There's um, slot machines everywhere because as soon as you arrive, they want you to start spending your money. And then before you leave, keep spending it. You might have some change left in your pocket. Just get rid of it. You don't need it. Um, I can hear there's a poor, poor, like a sales clerk sat next to a computer who's uh, in charge of a row of slot machines behind me. And every minute or so it says, Will, oh, fortune, which must get really tiresome if you're there all day. I mean, yeah, that I, I couldn't think of much worse. Um, but, but, you know, good on her, I don't think I could, I don't think I could take it. Um, yeah, so I've got another couple of hours to go before my flight. Um, people are starting to sort of mill around, but, but not really. I can see a pilot on the phone over there. Um, the TSA, I was told to arrive early because the TSA were not on strike, but they're not getting paid thanks to Trump's um, government shutdown. So, something like 800,000 like government workers aren't getting paid. So, they. I think they used up all their sick leave, and or no, no, they they're not getting paid. So a lot of them were either on strike or they're just not coming in because if they're not getting paid, why would you work? But somehow they're here, and they're doing a great job. Um, there weren't any queues. They seem happy enough to be here. I mean, as happy as a TSA agent can be. Um, but they did their job great, um, and they're perfectly friendly to me. So yeah, I mean, I mean, good on them for, for pulling through, and hopefully they get their payback. I'm sure their unions or something will, will sort them out eventually. But yeah, the government shutdown is a big joke, and it's something I don't know enough about that I should be talking about it. But I just know it's a bad thing, and I'm not in favour of Trump. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably all for me. I think it's just going to be a short one because I've run out of things to say, and I'm already lost most of you I'm sure um, so yeah I'm just sitting here by the recharge station plugging my phone so that I've got enough battery for the GPS so I can drive from Seattle all the way to Vancouver and know where I'm going though having said that it's just the number 5 road from, from
from the car rental place all the way through the border, stop, hopefully they didn't stop me and say what you're doing, and then I can go home, hooray, in time for my daughter to wake up for her nap. Lovely. Okay, well, thanks very much, and um, hopefully talk to you while I'm in Canada.